Hey everyone, this is another episode of the Logo Soup Daily Podcast. Over the weekend, I had some technical problems with the podcast distribution and my schedule got a little thrown off. Sundays are supposed to be analyses of that week's gospel, Catholic gospel readings, but I ended up doing an interview with a content creator called at Haram Shitposting. Um, so I'm going to be doing the Catholic gospel analysis today. Haram Shitposting and I actually had a really great com- conversation comparing and contrasting Catholic and Islamic theology. So if that interests you, please listen to that episode. Anyway, yesterday Catholics celebrated the second Sunday of Lent, which is the season leading up to Easter. On the second Sunday of Lent, Catholics also celebrated what's called the Transfiguration of Jesus Christ and his encounter with the prophets Moses and Elijah. Here's the first of three readings. This is from Genesis. Yahweh said to Abram, Leave your country, your kindred, and your father's house for a country which I shall show you, and I shall make you a great nation. I shall bless you and make your name famous. You are to be a blessing. I shall bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and all clans on earth will bless themselves by you. So Abraham went as Yahweh told him, and Lot went along with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Okay, so I frequently talk about religion in terms of meta-narrative, the monomyth, the archetypal story which all humans live through, and the basic structure of that is the, the following. A hero comes to consciousness, the hero is faced with a problem, they find a guide who can teach them, they confront something that basically destroys them. They come back more powerful and with deeper consciousness. They succeed and finally return home. And I often talk about the entire Bible as the story of God's hero's journey and how his great triumph is coming to consciousness as Jesus Christ in order to gain the power to redeem all of his creation. In today's gospel reading, Abraham is at the start of his journey. He's called into consciousness and faced with a grand adventure, a future where he and a man named Lot can go out and become great leaders of a tribe. So this leads to the fundamental message that's going to be echoed throughout this week's readings. God is going to call a hero into consciousness. A hero will become aware of his destiny, and at that moment, it's imperative that the hero follows that destiny. And it's only by following his or her destiny, that a person can transform into something greater. Later on in the Bible, Abram will symbolically transform and his name will become Abraham. He'll receive what God promised him and his destiny will be fulfilled to such a great extent that billions of people in today's world become followers of what's called Abrahamic religions, which are Christianity, Judaism, and Islam all of which recognize Abraham as their founding father. Now, one individual who didn't have such a happy ending is Lot's famous wife. In one story, Lot and his wife are living in a city where every person is deemed by God to be too wicked to live. Angels warn Lot about the impending disaster, 
and he takes his wife and his daughters to leave the city and never look back. During this call to adventure, while the city is burning and Lot and his family are fleeing, Lot's wife looks back at the city and is instantly turned into a pillar of salt. What happens to Abram versus what happens to Lot's wife is reminiscent of this idea of transformation. When a person follows their call to adventure, they're transformed into something greater. While heroes who look back and don't fully follow their destinies become tragic figures. This next reading is from the book of Psalms. The word of Yahweh is straightforward. All he does is spring from constancy. He loves uprightness and justice. The faithful love of Yahweh fills the earth. But see how Yahweh watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his faithful love, to rescue them from death and keep them alive in famine. We are waiting for Yahweh. He is our help and our shield. Yahweh, let your faithful rest on us as our hope has rested in you. The song continues the theme of the last of the last reading because it highlights the explicitness of God's calling and the dedication that one must have towards that destiny that God's calling them towards. God says that if you fear him and follow his will with unflinching devotion, he's going to watch over you and empower you. Now this is a kind of article of faith that's important and makes quite a bit of sense, even in a practical, non-metaphysical, atheistic sense. A person will have a calling, a person, a purpose that the person needs to strive towards. This is like a very powerful idea for anyone to accept. They need, they need to believe that the only way they can possibly fail is if they lose sight of their call to greatness and holiness and goodness. They need to be great in the sense that they're good and righteous. And it's a, there's an idea that like a powerful, strong consciousness doesn't fight for the sake of fighting, but they're so precise and strong and know what they're fighting for that when they find their destinies, that they only act when they find their destinies and pursue that destiny until they can't anymore. It's kind of reminiscent of the idea of inaction and Taoism, where you only, where you, you don't act until you know the precise, perfect moment to act. And when you do that act, you use the minimal necessary force to execute that action. You don't expend energy following false idols and empty promises. You wait till your call to God is there and then you follow it without fear or anger, with just peacefulness. Now for the gospel. Six days later, Jesus, Jesus this is from the gospel of Matthew. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There, in their presence, he was transfigured. His face shone like the light and his clothes became as dazzling as light. 
and suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them. They were talking with him. Then Peter spoke to Jesus. Lord, he said, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you want me to, I will make three shelters for you. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when suddenly a bright cloud covered them with shadow. And suddenly from the cloud there came a voice which said, This is my son, the beloved. He enjoys my favor. Listen to him. When they heard this, the disciples fell on their face, over, faces overcome with fear. When Jesus came up and touched them, saying, Stand, do not be afraid. And when they raised their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. And they came down from the mountain. Jesus, As they came down from the mountain, Jesus gave them one order. Tell no one about this vision until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. And there's, in this story, there are two things that happen that fundamentally tie today's theme together. The first thing is what Jesus' disciples see. They're confronted with a firsthand witness to the power that a human can be transfigured or transformed with through devotion to destiny. At this point in the, the narrative of the Gospels, Jesus had, has already embarked on his journey. He went into the desert and fasted, and he fought off Satan. He's now in full commitment to his destiny to die on the cross, which is the hardest, most painful destiny that anyone could imagine. This devotion is what gives Jesus the ability to stay in connection with God the Father. In addition, when the disciples see Moses and Elijah and they hear God's voice, this is the second thing that happens. They're ushered into the next stage of their hero's journey. They see Jesus in unity with the tradition and ancestry of the holy men before them. Jesus walks with the prophets of the past, but there's a big inversion that comes. You see, God in the past spoke to Moses and Elijah. But when God the Father speaks here, he says, this is my son, the beloved who enjoys my favor. Listen to him. Now God's not commanding Jesus or teaching Jesus or revealing Jesus's destiny to him because Jesus is greater than these prophets. Jesus is the son of God, he is God. Instead, God is commanding Jesus' disciples in the same way he commanded Moses and Elijah. When Jesus first came to his disciples, that was their call to consciousness. He went around the land and he called them to join him, and they did. But now that they're witnessing the divinity of Jesus firsthand, they're seeing him transfigured in the glory of God. They're receiving direct straightforward instructions that they're going to use to bring themselves into higher consciousness and unity with God. This is their, their, the revelation of the plan that they need to follow so that they can pursue their destinies as the founders of Christianity, as the people who tell the story of Jesus to the world. Okay, I'm going to wrap up here. Tomorrow's episode is going to be an interesting tie-in with this one. 
Um, I'm going to analyze a vision that Carl Jung wrote about in his Red Book. This vision is an encounter that Jung had with the prophet Elijah and the very sublime image of Elijah being transfigured in a same way, in, in a similar way that Jesus was, which happens in Jung's vision. So this was another episode of the Logo Soup Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.